in our Redeemer. Amen. Our readings today are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading for today comes from 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 18 through 20. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. His mother used to make him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord repay you with children by this woman for the gift she made to the Lord. And then they would return to their home. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. Our next reading today comes from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs of God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Our last reading today is from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why are you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So yesterday was Christmas, and here we are again. Feels like I just saw you here. Now, I'm going to say this right off the bat. It's easy to feel a little lost right after Christmas. Advent is all about preparation, building up to Christmas. And then on Christmas Eve, we come together and we sing and we celebrate. And Christmas morning comes and goes and here we are the day after Christmas. No longer in a season of preparation, 
No longer the anticipation and the waiting. Where are we really? So it's fitting today that we have a story about Jesus getting lost. At least everybody thinking he was lost. And I will say, the older I get, the more I can relate to Mary and Joseph being pretty peeved at Jesus for wandering away. They make their annual trip to Jerusalem. They do this every year, so they know what to expect. But when Jesus is 12, they go up and Jesus stays behind without informing his parents, without telling anyone. Thinking he was with them somewhere in the group, they travel for a day. Then they notice he's gone. So they go back. And they search for three days before they find him. Now, I don't know you, but searching for three days would make me a little testy, too, after traveling a day out and a day back. Five days missing is not a small matter. But there's Jesus sitting among teachers at the temple, listening and asking questions, amazing everybody around him. So Mary comes up and wants to know, what do you think you're doing? Do you know how worried your father and I have been? Why did you do this to us? Now, here I have something to say about the reply. And the reason is because the translation is sort of the best guess at putting it together properly. Our reading today is, Did you not know I must be in my father's house? Which I think is an okay translation. Sometimes it says, About my father's business. In the Greek, there's no house and no business. The wording is actually rather vague. For me, one of the ways that you might be able to translate it that I think works would be, didn't you know I'd be into my father's stuff? First, it might sound a little funny, but I think sometimes we get caught up in the location that his parents should know exactly where he was because that's where they should expect him to be. But we get caught up in where and sometimes miss what he's doing because I think it's what he's doing that's actually the important part to him. It's not so much that he needed to be in the temple, but the temple is where he would find the teachers to be able to discuss God's stuff with them because that's what he was interested in that's what drove him that's what he was about God's doings God's things that was his focus but Jesus goes back with his parents and doesn't seem to worry them again He seems to be obedient, and we don't really hear again until he's an adult. Now, what's interesting is that the way that this tale ends, because it talks about Jesus increasing in wisdom and in years with divine and human favor, you could actually translate this line the same as our last line from Samuel. Now, the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. 
there is a very direct echo of what Samuel was like as a child growing up, dedicated to God as a child. The prophet and priest that anointed Saul and then David as king. In today's reading, it was him as a boy serving in the temple. His mother would come to see him every year and bring him a robe. His parents made an annual visit to Jerusalem just like Mary and Joseph. While Samuel was there, he grew in wisdom and he grew in years, and he found favor with God and the people. And we get a tie in there. Samuel, a devoted servant to God, dedicated to God to remain in the temple. And while he was in the temple, he grew up, grew smart, and God and the people liked him. And Luke echoes that sentiment for Christ. Jesus went home instead of staying in the temple, his mission being a different one. But he still grew in wisdom and in years and was liked by the people and God. Now, one of the reasons I like this story is that it gives us a picture of something between a baby and a grown man being baptized in the Jordan River. But it's also interesting because everyone thinks Jesus was lost. But he wasn't lost in his eyes. He knew exactly where he was. He thought he was where he should be. He seems just as baffled by his parents' question as his parents are by his answer. And both of them being baffled and not quite understanding what was going on reminded me of how we can feel a little lost after Christmas. <clears throat> Where are we exactly? Are we still preparing? Are we still celebrating? Are we back to normal? Are we all on the same page? Some people may be ready to move on and take down decorations. Others may still have celebrations this day. It's easy to hit a funk and to feel lost right after the holiday celebrations. And maybe it's because we're asking too many questions or have too many expectations. We're only lost because we don't think about where we should be or we think too much about where we were. But maybe it's easy enough just to ride the tide out. Let Christmas last a few extra days if you want. Keep singing your Christmas carols. Leave the tree up until it feels like it shouldn't be there anymore. Keep making Christmas cookies. Keep celebrating as long as you feel like you should. Because the day may be gone, but the feeling never should be. Maybe that lost feeling is because we try to bundle up all of that excitement and all of that joy and release it on one day and then think the world is back to normal. That we are back to normal. In our reading today, Jesus continues on from where he was. He didn't leave the temple and go back forgetting everything. He kept growing. Maybe that's the lesson that we need to learn so we don't feel lost at home after Christmas. Maybe Christmas isn't a feeling that we bundle up and experience 
on one day. And once it's out, it's out and we're done. And we pack everything up again and wait until next year. But maybe all that preparation is so that it builds up so that it lasts. And it carries us through till the next time that we come to see a babe lying in a manger. Maybe all that goodwill should be something that builds up in us. That builds us up. So that we keep going with it. That maybe we let it grow. We let our joy grow in size and strength. That we let the charity and goodwill, the love of Christmas carry with us so that we grow in divine and human favor ourselves all the year long. So if you are lost, wondering what comes next in this new year, for a new year is just moments away. With Christmas already starting to fade behind us. I say don't let it fade. Let that bright and shining star lead you on into a new year with new experiences. Knowing that when we walk with Christ we are never truly lost because we know we have a home in him. So let us take comfort in that knowledge. Let your love grow all the year through. Carry Christmas with you. Because the miracle of Christmas is that our Emmanuel, our God with us, is still with us now and will always be with us. And when he is with us, we are never lost. But we are always home. Amen.